Hello, hello. This is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 94. And today we're profiling a family that has visited well over 300 of Chicago's 600 Chicago Park District parks. Lydia Millman Schmidt is the mom. She's got twins and a son, Elliot. Lydia and Elliot join us here on the podcast to talk about why they went on this journey. And uh, Lydia, let's start with the beginning. Did it start with, uh, hey, we're going to do this, all these parks, or did it kind of just start with one and an idea? No, it started with one park. When Elliot was four and a half, I had twins. And one day, when the twins were, I don't know, maybe a month or so old, we all just had to get out of the house. So we took a walk, started walking, ended up at Jensen Park on North Lawndale in Albany Park. We thought, great, this is a new playground we've never been to before. And then I remember asking Elliot, how many parks do you think we can go to this summer? How many new parks? And he said, a hundred. And I said, that's crazy. You're four years old, but maybe we can do 30 new parks. I sort of set that as our goal. And that first summer, I think we did 33. And we've long since blown past our hundredth park. Elliot, do you remember this or were you, or were you too young? Oh yeah. I, yeah, I remember. I think the other thing was they have, you know, the nice green signs. And so I snapped a picture of him in front of the Jensen Park sign, which is one of the older, like green, like long ones. And so then that just started the taking a picture in front of the green sign at every park. Uh, So now we have all the photos. Elliot, do you like going to parks? Like, is this something that was (laughs) or do you kind of feel like, okay, I get it. We've gone to a lot. No, I like going to parks. It's fun. It's like always different every time. Just explore. How many have you been to now? What's the current count at? 365. Yeah, 365. As of right now. But we're planning to head out this afternoon if it's not still raining. How many total are there? They're just over 600, including parks and beaches within the city of Chicago. Did you at any point like reach out to the park district, let them know you were doing this or did it just come to their attention as Block Club kind of covered the story? I don't know if it has come to their attention. If it has, they haven't gotten in touch with me. The only time we've ever gotten in touch with them was when Elliot was about seven and we went to a park in West Pullman. He thought, was too run down and he didn't understand why the slide was broken and there were bugs everywhere and the field house was boarded up. And you could tell on the, you know, the block that it was on that kids lived there. And I said, I don't know, these kids clearly could use a playground. And he actually, I, I sort of encouraged him, but I still have a picture of it. He wrote a letter to the CEO and we got, I think we eventually got a call back and had a conversation with somebody from his office, but I don't know Nothing. how seriously they took that. Walk us through that a little bit, Elliot. Like, Obviously, you've seen parks in different conditions. Maybe it changes by the neighborhood. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like any park should, it should still be fun. Like it, they should keep the parks nice because everyone needs somewhere to play. And even if it's like a super rundown neighborhood, they should still like put a play, a good playground, a few good playgrounds there. Does it bum you out that maybe some kids go to their park and it's not nice? Yeah, because, well, we live by a nice, um, big park. It's called Horner Park, and but not everyone has a b- good park like that, and I think they should. They should mm. add 
more parks. This has been about eight and a half, nine years of this journey. Lydia, what are couple, like, give me a couple of the highlight parks. What were some of the ones that really stood out to you for different reasons? Yeah, people ask me this all the time. Sometimes people ask me for, you know, my top three or whatever. And I don't know that I have a solid answer. I think, you know, there are a few that I will always want to go back to. I always mention Columbus Park because it's my personal favorite, uh, which is in Austin and it's got beautiful landscape architecture. But then playground wise, there's one in the West Loop that I think we didn't mention in the art- article called Mary Bartleney. There's one called, named after Hadia Pendleton that's fairly new. That's a really, really great playground with a splash feature. It also depends, you know, we go in all weather. So we have def- definitely been on playgrounds where there's ice and snow. I was just remembering with Elliot yesterday, uh, we were talking about going to Saganash Park. It was covered with snow. And so I just bundled the kids up and said, fine, let's go to this park. And they had so much fun because we were going, they were going down the slides and pretending they were the snowplow. They played snowball (laughs) basketball. They made snowballs and tried to get them in the basketball hoops. I mean, the thing that I love actually the most is just watching my kids play. They can make an imaginative play out of pretty much any playground. There are very few where they go and they're like, yeah, no, we don't really want to play here. They sort of go in like it's their job uh, to go and do something fun on this playground. I still like just playing at the playground and exploring the whole thing and playing games with my brother and sister. See, Lydia, I would go and I'm like, oh, look at the wildflowers. This is cool. Is that kind of what it is for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have become such a landscape architecture nerd throughout this project. I knew nothing about landscape landscape architecture eight years ago. And now, I mean, I have whole books on like Jens Jensen and the Burnham Plan and all of these things that I didn't know anything about. But also the thing I find probably even more fascinating is the history because you can look up who the park is named after or what the history of the park itself is, uh, what the history of the neighborhood is, how neighborhoods have changed around these parks. A lot of the big, big anchor parks have been there for over a hundred years. And it's really interesting to sort of read about and think about and find evidence of what it used to be. There was one park and I'm not, I don't remember what it was called, but I got so excited because I said, oh, it says that there's some stones remaining from this original path that was designed by Jens Jensen back in 19, whatever. And the kids didn't care. They just wanted to play on the playground. <laughs> when your mom goes off like that, are you like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know though, like, how do you keep track? Like, you don't have like a map, like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, do you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with like pins in it and like yarn going between it. You know, what's funny is I think at one point we did buy a paper map because I was like, this is a great way to teach yeah. the kids how to <laughs> navigate a paper map. But then that was really hard to keep up with. And some of the parks are really tiny and they change all the time. There are always new parks being built and new playgrounds being put in. So I have it in Google Maps and I could actually bring it up and show you on my phone because yeah. we keep track this way. During, I think during COVID when everything was closed and we couldn't go to any playgrounds, we, there were still some parks to go to. I went through my map and put, marked every park in green with a little green flag. And so everyone we've gone to is in yellow. Whoa. So we can now just look on the map and sometimes I'll just hand it to him or sometimes I'll look through and say, oh, here's a cluster, you know, here's a neighborhood where we haven't been to very many playgrounds. So we'll do three or four or seven in a day. We did do a seven park day. That was maybe too many. Um, And then we can just check them off the list on our map. And I have a spreadsheet where I track all of the 
information. Do you feel like during COVID, even though the playgrounds were closed, but at least you got to go outside to the parks? Elliot, do you feel like that helped you out during COVID as a kid? Yeah, it because, well, going to parks, even though they were still technically closed, it was nice to go to a park because like we usually just didn't go outside much and it was like remote learning all day so we would just be sitting there not doing anything so to be able to go out was a breath of fresh air quite literally and figuratively so you mentioned that you think there should be more parks but ellie you must be well i don't know you tell me do you feel like we're blessed in chicago that even though we're a pretty densely packed area we do have some green space or do you feel like it always could be more well i feel like when we go in some neighborhoods i don't just in some neighborhoods there's lots of just empty empty space that i feel like they could put more playgrounds or in parks like if it's like an empty parking lot or an abandoned building like why not make it green yeah yeah that makes sense i think a lot of people are feeling the same way lydia as you like kind of like reflect I mean, you've kind of framed a childhood and then the twins on part of their lives is this park journey. Does that touch you that that's going to be something that they probably will remember the rest of their lives? As a parent, you sort of never know what effect things are going to have on your kids. And it wasn't really on purpose that we started this. I don't think we thought at the beginning that we would carry it on this far. But at some point we were like, well, now we sort of have to go to all of them. Like we we can't stop now at 365, right? But yeah, I mean, I I hope that it does. My my hope for the kids' experience, and Elliot kind of already touched on this, is just I want them to feel like there's no part of the city that they need to be afraid of. And I think in Chicago, we can get so insulated in our neighborhoods and not venture outside and see what else there is to see and meet different people and just explore the the cultures and the history in different parts of the city. And if that's if they get a tiny bit of that out of this whole scheme, then I think I will have done my job. We usually go to parks in every neighborhood. Like we don't really worry about it that much if it's like people say that it's not a good neighborhood, but like it has nice people still in it. And there's not a neighborhood in Chicago that doesn't have kids living there. What I told Elliot, you know, who am I if I say that there's a playground that isn't safe for my kids? but it's okay for other people's kids. That's not the kind of city I want to live in. So by sort of breaking down some of those preconceived ideas, hopefully, you know, yeah. Yeah. You can follow their journey. They have a Tumblr page, Elliot in the Parks as well as an Instagram page as well. You can see all the pictures of their journeys to their many parks over the years and as they continue to strive to visit them all. So, like, do you have a deadline? Is it, like, Elliot's 18th birthday? (laughs) Yeah, I think at this rate, yeah, I think it might take us that long. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how far we get. There's a lot of amazing nature in the city and gardens and history that's just out there. Then you might drive past it or walk past it or go past it on the L every day and not even really think about it.
Block Club Chicago also has a TV show. It's called On the Block. It airs Thursday nights on the U at 7 p.m. It airs Saturdays at 10 a.m. on CW26 and also Sunday evenings on CW26 at 6.30 p.m. CW26Chicago.com is where you can go for all the information, the channel guide, and where you can see previous episodes and stories as well. Big part of this week's episode is Melody Mercado talking about the drama in Grant Park where you have licensed vendors upset that some amateur vendors who aren't paying the city the money to set up shop there are stealing away some of their business. A little drama in Grant Park and plenty of other great stories from our Block Club Chicago reporters. We're also on the radio Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings on the Bob Surratt Morning Show. Here's a recent appearance from Seamus Toomey. Yesterday, at about this time, inbound on the Kennedy, what a mess that was with a with an accident uh, up, up north there. Pretty soon, you're going to have something new to look at while you're on the Kennedy. Let's get to that. Extremely local news. Seamus Toomey joining us. And Seamus, so this is going to be taller than any existing building west of the Kennedy, right? That's right, Bob. Good morning. Yeah, this is going to be a a 53-story tower, uh, 5-3, at 420 North May Street, which is, you know, just west of the loop on the other side of the Kennedy, which we all know is just a really booming neighborhood for restaurants and condos and apartments. Um, the Fulton Market District used to be meatpacking in warehouses, and now it's high-rises and high-rises and, and high-rises and, and traffic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one, um, uh, it's built by, um, they're trying to, it's, they're trying to build it in the next couple of years or so. It's in front of neighbors right now. Alderman Walter Burnett has not yet said whether he's going to give uh, final approval to it or not. So it's still not a done deal. But the plan is uh, $300 million, uh, 600 uh, apartment buildings in it, and uh, really just sort of a, a new uh, landmark for that neighborhood, which has got a couple other really tall ones um, up there already. But this one would be the tallest. Uh, but stay tuned. There's one that's a couple stories <laughs> taller that's on the books too so hmm. it's um, you know as as we get older that area is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you know pretty hmm. soon next generations will will you know look at that as uh, likely as just an extension of, of the loop and of mm-hmm. the skyscrapers there yeah and maybe by the next generation uh, there will be parking somewhere at uh, at that uh, well the building's uh, 53 stories at uh, it will be 53 stories 420 north may street uh, I, I was really uh, uh, sad to read about the oldest running movie house in the city going away. Anything new on that, Seamus? It's not coming back, is it? You know, there are some pushes in the neighborhood that neighbors are trying to rally, and I would never count out the, uh, the the new 400 theater in Rogers Park just because it's been there for, like you said, a 111-year reign. Um, but as of now, the owner, uh, he, he had warned folks for a while that it was going to close, and he did abruptly close it um, last week. Um, no sign yet of uh, how it could could bounce back, but yeah, just a, a great old place to, to see a movie. It, it hosted a lot of things over the years. During the COVID uh, shutdown, it was a, um, a COVID uh, testing lab as well for the neighborhood. So it's it served the Rogers Park neighborhood up there on, on Sheridan Road for a long time. But uh, right now, it looks like it's uh, going by the way of a lot of these other neighborhood movie theaters, which uh, is, a, is a shame. Uh, they're always nice anchors in the neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. 
uh, 6746 North Sheridan Road. A lot of folks uh, saw movies there. Now, this is uh, a story about a speakeasy in Old Town on Well Street. Is it opening or not, Seamus? You know, they, it is all set to go. It's called Cachet, and it's under 1446 North Well Street. It's going to be in the basement of that building. Um, whether it's going to, to get the approval or not is a little unclear. Uh, the owners were all set to open it, and they've, they've just been told that Alderman Brian Hopkins has got some concerns about rowdiness on that block. Um, you know, this is about North and Wells, and uh, he said he here's a lot of complaints from his residents there about uh, you know general drunkenness up and down Well Street, which is uh, you know nothing new. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. Um, right. But uh, and there, so he's just a little worried about giving the the green light to a, a new place. Um, it, it's a really cool looking place. Uh, as an aside, we've got some photos at blockclubchicago.org, and it's very red. Uh, it's gold. There's textured walls. It sort of looks like it sort of looks I don't know looks like Versailles if it was uh, covered in red light. <laughs> Um, and uh, it will only be 100 people, the owners are saying. So they're trying to assure the aldermen that it's going to be pretty mellow, um, that they're going to go for a more uh, upscale crowd and not the the, uh, the, the binge drinking crowd. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, Cachet, uh, if it opens, 1446 North Wells and uh, a very uh, sort of uh, moody lighting if you want to dr- get a drink till uh, 4 a.m. <laughs> and finally, uh, this is a story about the early morning warriors training for the Chicago marathon isn't it yeah then this is this is a fun one that was probably our top red story yesterday uh, it was a woman by the name of phyllis keenan and she is known for all you lakefront trail users as the woo lady or the woohoo lady um, she's a 73 year old bicyclist who just rides up and down the lakefront particularly on the north lakefront and encourages uh, everyone <laughs> particularly the, the runners uh, but also those in strollers and anyone biking she's just she's she goes woo yeah you know you can do it and she's just sort of like a, a cheerleader for for anyone using the lakefront in the morning and she's got a little bit of a of a following where everyone looks forward to bumping into her she's been bringing cookies to the streets and sand and the park district workers there that are picking up the trash and she's just sort of uh, a breath of fresh air blowing by you on bike with a high five sometimes um, mm-hmm. so uh yep one of those uh, cool people that makes chicago chicago uh, phyllis keenan she was a uh school teacher down in Oak Lawn for years and now she is the lakefront's biggest advocate so if you're out there look for uh, look for the woo lady and tell her we said hi we have to introduce her to Ronnie woo woo sometime Seamus Toomey Black Club Chicago thanks have a good day Seamus thanks woo and that'll do it for it's all good a Block Club Chicago podcast thank you so much for listening rate review subscribe that really makes a big difference for us you can donate to our nonprofit newsroom as well and read all the stories at blockclubchicago.org till next time I'm John Hansen, and we'll drop another pod on you next week. Ooh.